Godzilla will come for him. There can't be two Alpha Titans. Who bows to who? Kong bows to no one. And we are recording. We are off and running. All right, welcome back, analysis listeners. Want to welcome to the podcast an old friend, guy who hasn't been here in a couple years, but has been itching to get back on. And boy, do we have the perfect movie for him to get into, Mr. Matt Pataglia. Hey, bud. What's going on, Bob? Hey. So I'm a benevolent man. I've been looking for an opportunity to get you in here, and I'm just like, what's the perfect movie for Pataglia to come in and talk about? Kong vs. Godzilla. We we kicked around the ideas of uh, potential like top tier thief movies, <laughs> which could still uh, happen. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, we kicked around. Uh, there was another one. Uh, a cast best, just ensembles. Yeah, best ensemble movies, best sidekicks in the game. Yeah, all great ideas for a discussion. Kong versus Godzilla. That got me here. Well, so you're a dude that loves the blockbuster. And I'm talking with all due respect, like that 2000s mindless action, fast and furious guy. You know, if you just these just zero thought or character and just give me explosions. That's kind of your wheelhouse, right? So I appreciate you putting that softly. You can say (laughs) it's, it's the mindless of movies. And since you sent, so your original text to me was, Hey, do you want to do Kong versus Godzilla? It's a very mindless movie, which is perfect (laughs) for you. Got me thinking. I don't watch as many of them as I used to. I think the, I think you can call it a genre in and of Uh itself. I think it's changed. I don't want to get like I don't want to like get too deep into analyzing what is a genre of a mindless movie, but like maybe I'm just aged because I'll still watch the old ones from the like the Lethal Weapons, the Die Hard, okay. the Fast and the Furious, but the new ones that come out they don't hold my attention as much anymore. I think there's too much content out in the world. Well, I mean, this movie makes a Die Hard look like Schindler's List in terms of character development. It's it's, I mean, it really sets the tone very early. And a buddy of mine who was texting me all the different absurdities of this movie was like, man, in the first couple of minutes, they show you Kong and it just says somewhere on Kong Island or somewhere on Skull Island. <laughs> it's like, we don't even give a fuck. It's just some, just somewhere. Just deal with it. It's blatantly clear. They don't give a shit if you saw the first one. Yeah, or they just could, they could. don't. Yeah, just you know what? You're here for the monster smash, and we'll get to the monster smash very quickly. I watched this one from a very, <laughs> from a very unique perspective. I have almost next to no knowledge of Godzilla. I don't know the old ones. He <laughs> he comes in swimming in the beginning, and I was like, oh, Godzilla swims. Didn't know that. <laughs> You can imagine my disbelief when he started shooting lasers from his eyes. Oh, yeah. He's got a couple different tricks in the bag. I immediately knew. I was like, okay, I don't know the rules of this of this whole universe, but I think I'm going to be confused by a lot of them. <laughs> so I know no one's coming in to listen to anyone give any thoughtful analysis on this movie's character or plot. So I'm just going to punt. And we're just going to just talk about Everything this movie is, and I think there's millions of people going to see this. This movie made ten million dollars at the box office its opening weekend. That's like people going to the theater to see it. Like, so that's that's impressive during COVID as is. Not to mention so many. My 
whole feeds of the gram or Facebook have just been filled with people settling in for some Kong versus Godzilla. So, I mean, people are, are coming in droves and it's kind of this movie event that's happening. And I think people just kind of, everyone's buying in to the, the, the first moment where it's somewhere on Skull Island, right? Everyone's buying into like, yeah, this is going to be brainless and I'm just going to basically watch Smashville with these two people going at, or these two Titans going at it for a while, right? Dude, it, it opens up with him, him being King Kong and there's like a very, uh, whatever, happy-go-lucky song in the background. I don't remember what it was. And he's like stretching and he's like doing his morning routine. Like, what the fuck is this <laughs> throws a javelin through a hunger games type yeah. field you're just like okay this we're gonna go on a ride here you get into it and really we're there for the monster fighting and i guess to give you a little perspective as a guy who who doesn't know a lot like originally monster movies in the 30s and 40s kind of had some sort of social observation or theme so King Kong was about colonialism in, in, in its weird way. And obviously it's a silly monster movie, but it's about, you know, people from the West coming to this island nation and kind of uprooting and, and, and you know, kind of westernizing and, and, and ruining the har harmony of this place in, in, in a general thing. I'm, I'm speaking in layman's, which helps me understand it. And then from what I believe, Godzilla is this observation on Japan post-nuclear uh, bombing. And so he's kind of this invention brought out of fear of like what's happening to us nuclearly after we've, we've been bombed. And so they, so th there was, there was some sort of root of, you know, real shit happening, or at least some sort of comment, like absolutely not anymore these days. Like this Gone. is just two giant things fighting each other. Gone. Thrown out the window. <laughs> Throw it all out. So one of the first thing that's happens that I, I have to give, credit to my buddy Colin because because he messaged me this and, and we just had a good laugh about it but they start off with this almost NCAA bracket of each <laughs> it's like each it's like thing that they've destroyed <laughs> and I didn't notice there was a bracket until then it was like Godzilla versus Kong yeah, so one speed versus one get... speed Taylor <laughs> yeah. Gonzaga I noticed that too and that was right that was when I and then I think after that, it went into Kong doing his morning routine. And then it was Godzilla shooting lasers from his eyes and swimming. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm on a roller coaster. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. So some of the things I wrote down was just like, how can you watch this movie sober? I mean, this seems like you have to be half a blunt in or at least two martinis down the hatch before. Because any sort of sober logic just goes crazy almost instantly. I'm like, is this... What what era does this take place in? Is this modern? But there's like jet cars that are like Dude. Jetson style. I was like, is this 2012 or is this 2060? I had questions. Okay, so imagine. Let me put let me put you in my seat for a second. I watched this on a Monday morning at 4:30 a.m. before work. You texted me on a Sunday. I was like, yeah, the only time I got is tomorrow morning. I'm gonna watch this right then. So already wild. I have no background of what Godzilla is or what he's capable of. This movie starts. I had seen Kong. I actually liked Kong Skull Island. This movie starts. Uh, I'm already confused by the lasers. Yeah, I'm you're very pro Kong, though. You were very excited about Kong. I'm all, I'm all in on Kong. I'm confused by the fact that Godzilla's swimming. 
I feel like Godzilla's a bad guy. And then Stranger Things girl is like, no, he saved us. I was like, all right, well, I didn't see Godzilla. And then along the way, there's these flying ships, which were very futuristic. So I'm like, all right, we must be like way in the future. And then we're like doing this thing where a hole gets dug in the ground in Hong Kong that goes all the way through to wherever Kong is from. And yeah, like that's Middle Earth. Universe. Yeah, that's that's where Kong's from, apparently, is this Middle Earth place, which he's able to... just skipped. To... Yeah. And it's like, I had, I had a few drinks in me, so I, I was not of sober mind watching this. And I just kept turning to my girlfriend going, is this real? Is this, this is real? This is part of the movie? But it's fucking Kong versus Godzilla. You just you that's that's what we're here for is this wild shit in monster fighting. And apparently apparently neither is the I, I thought one of them was the bad guy, for sure. Mankind. Mankind again out to destroy ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get kind of these like three different storylines, right? Where you've got the storyline of the little girl and the scientific team going with Kong to Middle Earth to uncover this power and this wonder, right? And then you've also got this sub-story of the podcast guy, Paperboy, from Atlanta. And he's got Millie Bobby Brown, a.k.a. the girl from Stranger Things, and the kid from The Wilder People. And, and, and they're on this quest to uncover this conspiracy in the Apex team. And then you've also got the third subplot of the evil genius guy trying to take over the world uh with you know it eventually becomes kind of this this power hungry monster plot even though he originally said this was for the sake of humanity so yeah you kind of had these three things happening all at the same time but really we're just there for godzilla versus kong and every time they would like switch to one of these sub stories it felt like just a halt in why we're there in the first place also let's not forget the played out use of the little girl connecting with Kong like come on like we've seen that stuff before mm-hmm. um, but yeah I'd agree with you so you got all these agendas going against each other and then every now and again a fist fight between the two monsters the number one seeds yeah well with that said the fist fights were really impressive I mean CGI stepping up to the plate I guess I'll ask you you're watching this at home it's 4 30 in the morning I'm watching this at home in my Sony don't you feel like you lost a little bit not seeing that happen on the big screen? I mean, they're just pancaking Tokyo and it seems a little inconsequential when you're just kind of seeing it on your TV. You're not, you're not really feeling the buildings crash. So yes. However, I, I honestly, I hate to go be the pandemic. I forgot what it's like to be in a movie theater. So like I was in my basement, which I'm really stoked about. It was pitch black. It's a great basement. Standard is standard basement, pitch black. And I got a really nice sound setup and things. So like I got some of it, but I get what you're saying. I feel like if this would have come out, whatever year 3D was a big thing in, this is prime 3D movie. This would have been right up the alley. Yeah. Were there any moments of the fights that you got particularly hype in? So, you know, you've got some moments where there's like a slow motion, almost camera on Kong's arm, just absolute connection with Godzilla. You know, they got the the whole sequence with the aircraft carriers and the water. Uh, You've got the Kong with the battle axe, almost like the Thor uh, battle axe, like that battle happening. My personal favorite was uh, Kong gets a dislocated shoulder. 
That's what I was going to say. You're still on. Give me, tell me, tell me about what you're going through, what your emotions were in that moment. He, my man's not taken down by rockets. He's not taken down by jets, but he gets tackled and he separates his shoulder and like Mel Gibson in any of the lethal weapons. Yes. Back to Mel Gibson. Back in, rips a page right out of Shane Black and just pops it right back in. He Uh, uses a skyscraper. Yeah. It's a full on like, you know, just, could you imagine being on floor 46? You're, you're finishing up your day. Nice Tokyo business day. And all of a sudden you're caught in the middle of a cockfight, a vicious cockfight in, in your building. Your floor is the one which is supporting Kong's shoulder pop back in. There was that. And then shortly thereafter is when they just scream at each other. Like yeah. Godzilla's going to pin down there just looking at each other and they just scream. But their shoulder pop, that one when, when I was like, all right, dude, let's go. I was in on that. I was so certain that once they got to Middle Earth and like everything's like floating and upside down and everything, I was so certain somehow there was going to be like a zero gravity battle between the two monsters. Yeah, I think I just missed the whole post-it note on Middle Earth. I somehow it, it when he was floating, I was like, "Dude, what in the what the fuck are you doing here?" Like, but when they were fighting, you know what gives me illogical anxiety? in these scenes is watching the city get destroyed. You know how many people died along the way? Like those, those yeah. buildings weren't evacuated. They usually, a lot of movies will just slip in a line where it's like the whole city's thankfully been evacuated in time. And yeah. That city, that city was destroyed. The first time I saw that referenced in the movie was actually in the Justice League where you find out the motivation for Bruce Wayne to fight Superman was because the Superman movie before where they had smashing through the buildings, they actually smashed through Wayne tower and kill like a lot of family or loved ones or whatever. And it humanizes that moment. And I thought the exact same thing where you're just like, good Lord, another building down. That's another 3000 people. It's that. And then it's uh, in the Avengers. They do it. Michael Keaton's cleaning it up and Spider-Man. He's got to be the guy to clean up the town with his company, New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they, yeah, they reference all the innocents dying. So now knowing that like in any movie universe, they're very conscious of the fact that their city is being destroyed. Whenever I'm watching, I'm like, Oh no, like you know, oh. cost. <laughs> you're bleeding heart. And you know, here are these other people just, they want one more WrestleMania with the Titans, but Overall, I mean, that's what you're there for. You're there for the monster fights. They're totally aware. They're self-aware. If you're not bought into that, well, then you can go to hell. What the hell are you doing here in the first place? And we're here to smash some shit. And that's, that's what they did. And I, I think the, the story here is just the CGI. And it's just really otherworldly what they're able to do, no pun intended. Isn't it a shame that now it's like hard to get as stoked about what like a good CGI can do to a movie like ever since yeah. like avatar where everyone was like oh my god look at this and now it's just like that's table stakes yeah like, like to to an extent like if you like sit down and you really think about it it'll be impressive but otherwise it's like yeah i'm watching a movie man they should have some dope cgi exactly and it's also funny to think in 20 or 30 years from now people will look back on that and be like that cgi is trash yeah but like how how does it get it'll get better but like how i can't even I have no idea. That's that's a call you're going to have to put in to James Cameron. He's going to have to reset the bar again. My guy, Jim. Yeah. But appreciate you coming on, bud. This has been fun to 
break down, I guess, the Kong vs. Godzilla movie, and I'm excited to have you on for more chats in the future. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me. Go Kong. Go Kong. <laughs> All right, everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Wash your hands, stay safe, and we will see you down the road. Bye. Here we go. Suck in your best face.